Hear now the words of the witches. The secrets we hid in the 90s and aughts. Vintage TV is invoked here. The great work of magic is sought. Bring us your powers, you sisters three. Wait, 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 wait. Are we doing witchcraft? No, bitch, it's a podcast about charm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Yujun Zulu. Hello, I'm Nick Probst. And this is... The Podcast of Shadows. So, Nick, um... Oh, hello. I know, the day's here, we have our first guest. I feel like we're like little babies. Well, no, we're not babies anymore if we're growing up, but... <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're getting into our tweens, we're making friendships, you know, things like that. Yes, we can play with other we're, people. That's right, we're, we're having play dates. So, uh, and it's great because this episode has, uh, 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 maybe the biggest guest role yet, you know? I mean, we have somebody playing a dead guy for the whole episode. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and also like, I mean, this guy's, I mean, Harold and Kumar, like, let's be serious. He's like a major mm-hmm. star now. Like he went on to have a good career. So he's. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's quality people. Anyway, so mm-hmm. um, we're just going to skip right to the episode because we do a lot of talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do. So uh, yeah, you're soon to be under our spell. Yeah. Um, so uh, <laughs> you guys, we're so glad that you're here with us and we're going to do a little power three action for you today. All right. So please enjoy. Here we go. So, Nick, I'm really excited to introduce our guest today. Amazing. I'm excited, too. Um, so, James, um, it is, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. Um, uh, the way that we met each other is so magical and amazing. Um, uh, please tell us, tell us more about yourself. Mm-hmm. So, I go by James R. Sanders, which is all one word on Instagram. I am a New York-based fashion stylist and editor, and it's funny that I'm here because one of the actresses uh, that I work with, who I'm close friends with, is ironically on the new reboot of Charm. Oh my god, stop, stop, don't take that. That's amazing. Okay, okay, okay. This is like, I mean, I feel like now we have like our boots on the ground person. Yeah, absolutely. You can give us a special insight that we don't have. I mean, because honestly, like, I've been a little bit, I've been a little bit, like, possessive over the OG charm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't really dived into the reboot, but I figured once we got the podcast going, just because I'm a fan, I will get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. But it's so funny that you say that you, like, actually know someone on the reboot. There's a girl that I work with who um, I think she did like a summer program or something with one of the people who are also on the reboot. Okay. So like, what are the odds that two people like sitting here today actually know people on like in Charmed? Like, I feel like we're so close to the thing. Absolutely. Well, I wish I knew somebody from the original because that's Uh, the one that I'm obsessed with, but mm -hmm. real cute to say. Um, I think, (laughs) (laughs) um, I think that this is a sign that we're going to get there. Oh, I think so. I feel like I know them because I love them so much. (laughs) 
They're definitely my friends in my head. Yes. I mean, to, to channel Miss um, Wendy, I believe that friends in your head will be sometimes friends in your life. You just got to put it out there into the universe. Um, okay. So um, just a quick question. Like, how did you, how did you first get into Charmed? So I first got into Charmed. And well, actually, no, even before then. So I was obsessed with Beverly Hills 90210. Yes, God. Um, Good. Specifically obsessed with Shannon Doherty. Okay, me too. So anything Uh, that she does, and if you're really a fan of hers, you know, like she's played a witch, like in Lifetime movies and straight to VCR, a VHS movie. Like a witch? Mm -hmm. Yes. Satan School for Girls. Check it out. <laughs> Not available on Netflix like Charm, but you still might be able to find it. I'm getting into right it. I want to see her doing witchy things. She's so good. Yeah, I'm not even... I'm not aware of that. I really want to see it. Absolutely. It's must-see TV. Um, it's mm-hmm. straight to TV. That's appropriate to say. <laughs> um, so, yes, I'm obsessed with her. And so when she left... Beverly Hills 90210, and then transitioned into Charm. Mm-hmm. I was already going to watch it anyway, regardless. Like, in real time, you knew this? Like, you knew that she was moving from Beverly Hills to Charm? I thought oh, there was absolutely. A, I thought there was, like, at least a year's lull. It was a year, mm-hmm. but, I mean, Aaron Spelling, who still was alive at the time, um, mm-hmm. he was the creator of Beverly Hills 90210, but he also, in Melrose Place, but mm-hmm. he also uh, created and was the showrunner for Charmed. Right, right. I, I remember when Shannon Doherty left Beverly Hills. That was a mm-hmm. huge thing. And then I remember when Charmed happened, but I don't remember like hearing through the grapevine that like, it's okay. Shannon got a new show. It's on the WB. It's going to mm-hmm. be a, a be about which mm-hmm. is like, I don't remember <laughs> that. Well, I was aggressive about all of the Shannon fan sites. And back then this was, everybody was operating on a dial-up internet. I know. Connection. I'm like, this is like, so, <laughs> I've had Reddit before Reddit was a thing. I was like literally sitting in front of my computer, waiting 35 minutes with a smile on my face for the web uh-huh. to load up. And I didn't care <laughs> how long it was going to take as long as I got the information that I got. So right. when the show came on, I was tuning in. I believe um, towards the end, after they decided to kill her character often, we don't need to. I'll, we know, won't speak I don't about wanna, that. I don't want to get ugly. It, it, but, <laughs> thankful, right. it shouldn't have happened. She right. was the star. I mean, she in my really, mind. And, and then it began to get gimmicky afterwards. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I believe towards the end of the show itself, they had moved to Sundays. But prior to that, they were on every Thursday night. I was tuning in. It was it was big. And so <laughs> when I went to school and I was convinced that I was a witch, oh my God. there was an episode where um, I think in, in, it might have been season two, uh-huh. where there was a little um, chubby black boy. There was a young boy with glasses. So I, I watched convinced. this episode two. Oh my so God. I was convinced ah. maybe me or ah. my brother and if he was a witch, I was too. Like, it just was it had gotten to be a bit much. Oh my God. Well, no, I <laughs> because, so up until that point in season two, every single witch was a woman 
And they mm-hmm. even make points in the first season about how, um, like, if they have a daughter and and the magic is passed down through the female line, like mm-hmm. they they make a lot mm-hmm. of like like Wiccans or female witches. You don't mm-hmm. even see a man. Mm-hmm. And all right. of a sudden, right. come season two, there's a black boy. He gets his mom's powers mm-hmm. after she dies, mm-hmm. or I don't know. It's unclear about mm-hmm. when, whether or not he had them when she was mm-hmm. alive. But he inherited powers right, through right. his mom's witch side. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah, they really started to like branch out a little bit more, and it made more people feel represented, and that is valuable. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. My favorite episode is actually, I think, like episode three of season one, or maybe episode two or five. I think it's called That 70s Show, where they go back in time. Yeah. Mom Wait, so that's your favorite episode? Ever of all time. I'm already <laughs> feeling like we need to have him back for that episode. Uh-huh. Oh, Absolutely. It's such a gorgeous, like, just the style in it and everything is is untouchable. I still remember the spell that they, like, cast it to get back home. It's, it's like, my favorite, favorite episode ever. Chills, <sighs> getting chills, getting chills. This is why. So, um, to, to give a little backstory to James and I's connection. So, I work at this fab... I, I don't check... I work at a restaurant, which will not be named just in case they're stalkers because the killer is <laughs> um, But mm-hmm. um, at a restaurant in the same neighborhood, I have a friend whose name uh, is Michelle. I feel like there are lots of Michelles out there in this world. Um, and so I was telling her about how I was starting this podcast. I'm obsessed with Charmed, yada, yada, yada. And she's like, this is very Michelle. She's like, oh, my God. Um, you, you should talk to my friend. And so I was like, well, who's your friend? And she's like, his name is James. He loves charm. He's obsessed, blah, blah, blah. So she's, I was like, yeah, well, they're totally great to have guests. Um, you know, uh, why don't you ask him to see if he'll do it? <laughs> Which is like, in, in the cycle of life, like, that's like a crazy thing to do. Like, you don't just like... And then, like, have an idea and then just ask someone to join. Like, it was bold, but it was a bold moment because that's how Michelle and I when we are together. Um, And uh, he said, yes. So, I mean, guys, like, put it out there in the universe and things will happen. But, um, yeah, no, so it's it's just, it's an honor to have you here. Thanks. I, I mean, appreciate it. Our very first guest, making sure we complete the power of three. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it because, like, you just don't know. No, no, but, like, this is what it is, though. So, like, honestly, like, with the whole idea of the podcast, like, obviously, it's the less in it. But we were thinking that, like, once we add a guest, we actually have the power of three. Oh. Right? Yeah. So, we can vanquish, vanquish all the haters. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, well, um, so obviously we need to dive into the episode, but I just want everyone to know that James is just, he's everything. He's amazing. Um, follow him, dive into him, feel, feel his energy because he is magic. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So just to... Um, dive into episode four. Um, the title of this one is called Den Ban Dating. Mm. Spooky. <laughs> Spooky is, uh, uh, yeah, it says a lot. <laughs> um, but I do think that this, this gets to the point that we were bringing up before we started talking um, that, um, you know, Piper 
has a very troubled dating history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she can't. She doesn't seem to have as much success as her other sisters uh, in landing a guy, or, or when she does, it doesn't last too long. I mean, we remember in the first episode that she was the focus of dating a bad guy who was a demon or a warlock, an evil man. <laughs> Well, um, that's definitely true, but none of them can really find a good guy. Even with Prue in this Andy Trudeau-like situation. I mean, he was married. Did he get a divorce? Like, Oh, my God, we have to get into that because this is the episode where that is kind of... Mm-hmm. They start to say like that he has a past, but only through this episode. After after this, that woman who's like a character alive. goes she away. Goes alive. Right. I mean, <laughs> she gets vanquished. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow, by the power of proof, she just never shows her face again. Um, yeah. So I mean, look, guys, love is hard. Love is really hard, and I mean. Like, I'm single. I haven't, you know, it, it's, it's hard to find someone in New York. It must be really hard to do it in San Francisco or wherever they are. Mm-hmm. I feel like they are in San Francisco, but I don't really yes. know. Um, yeah, I guess yeah. it is hard, especially when you're saving the world every, every Wednesday and Thursday night <laughs> at 8 p.m. Pacific <laughs> Standard Time. It is true. But also, I feel like time and charmed just... They have no respect of how time works. Mm. Um, like, especially in this episode. So it's like, we we open up, Andy stops by, which is mm-hmm. not a shocker. You know, right. he shows up <laughs> wherever he is. And it was really funny in the last episode, we were talking about how um, Prue, you know, she sleeps with Andy on the first date and then she like runs away because um, she doesn't want to see him right. in the morning. And we were saying like, it's kind of funny that she runs away because it's not as if she's not going to see him anymore. Like this guy literally will show up at any point in time just to, just to shoot the, you know, to shoot the. Right. They're, they're going to see each other again. Why does she feel the need to sneak away? Yeah. <laughs> so in that way, she's like doing it to herself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they also grew up with each other. So he's really a childhood friend. I was confused by that as well. Because all throughout her teenage life, she had been on again, off again with him. Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. knew them. Yeah, it's, it's Which weird. Which also makes me think, if you knew him, how did you not know that he was married? Ooh, mm-hmm. Right? Because, like, apparently, like, you grew up together. He was, you were both five and six. I mean, we see in my favorite episode that um, when they're children, like, they're playing hide and seek, and Andy is chasing Piper, and she freezes him at six. Mm-hmm. So, like, clearly, he's been in your life. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think what we're seeing invited to the wedding, like, <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it's really weird that he got married. She didn't know about it. I mean, obviously, she hasn't. Like, she went to college and she came back, and now she's doing her art history career. So, but like, you know, it's it's like, how did Grams not just mention? You know, like. If he was their next door neighbor, right, he should have had some relative that was talking to the grandmother, and the grandmother should have mentioned, like, "Hey, your high school sweetheart," you know, like, because she was dating him, right, at the end of high school, right. It's just impossible that it wouldn't have come up. Like, mm-hmm. it's such a major plot point in this episode. Like, oh, you didn't tell me you were married, and it's like, how? Like, did you block him from everything? As if you could block people from everything back then. Yeah. Like, how did you not know? Yeah, this is before Facebook, so there, it it was it was more 
already stalk people at this point in life. <laughs> um, but now it's like super easy. Like every yeah. time I go, well, actually, I should, I, I'm going to say this because it's the podcast, but in real life, if you see me <clears throat> and you want to date me, don't worry, I'm not crazy. But um, I mean, if I want, if I meet someone and I'm like really interested, I'll do a deep dive. I'll go on Instagram, I'll go on Facebook, <laughs> I'll do a little LinkedIn yeah, search too. just to make sure he's not the killer, but like, but like, I like to get to know who I'm getting to know, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, and it's hard to hide this information because it's easy to find. And obviously, like, I've never found someone who's like blatantly lied, but like, you can find out a lot about people through the internet. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was yeah. confused as well as to Graham's, I would think that she would have at least gotten an invite to the wedding, mm-hmm. depending on how big, if, if it was an actual wedding. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that it would have been. I was raised by my grandmother. The conversation would have went a little differently. My phone would have <laughs> My grandmother would have said, look, this one's getting married. What are we getting ready to do? You want yeah. You want to be my plus one at this wedding? You go back <laughs> shop. <laughs> Nobody's getting married. So which one is it going to be? Yeah. Like, because I can be the killer if I have to. So mm-hmm. really never know. But I just, I thought that that was strange. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously that happens a little bit later on. But like, big right, like, the writer's not the best job here. I know that they're trying to create drama between Prue and Andy, but it could also just be like, maybe we went on a bad date and we didn't get along and like he did something annoying. Like to me, that's more realistic than just like making up a character that we never see again for one episode. Just he's yeah. like mad at him. Right, right. I thought it was funny that she kind of had the food cart kind of, she, uh, used her powers to put it like in between the two of them mm-hmm. and he fell. How do you both feel about Prue's power like in season two, midway through season two, transitioning from being channeled through her eyes to her hands? Which one do you prefer? Um, I do remember that. Mm. And um, I think it was just, it was just harder for them to, to film. So they mm. probably just changed it. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Because it's a more popular depiction of telekinesis wow. to do it with your hands. But it's interesting that, like, they made it so important that it was her eyes. Because uh, they, yeah, they just changed it later. <laughs> and I feel like sometimes she does kind of flick her finger. Or maybe I'm just, it's all blending together. But I was just like, I was like, why does it need to transfer to her hands all of a sudden? Right. Um, Mm. And also, like, if it if it could transfer to her hands, why can't Piper just figure out how to just, you know, freeze things without movement? Mm-hmm. Eventually, their powers grow, as we both know. So maybe later on, she figured it out. I, 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 really, I really think that was a filming thing. I think it's a lot easier. Like, in order to film her with her eyes, they would have to do like a close up every time that she does it. And maybe she was just annoyed with the wrinkles, as I would be too if I had to frown all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's not a kindness to her. But I'm sure, I'm sure that it's easier for them to film because then she could just still be in the shop. She flings her hands, they stop, and you know mm-hmm. the thing moves. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just much easier with the hand cue than the eyes. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. And before Botox became all the rage, I'm sure (laughs) Elizabeth Montgomery, who was the Samantha from um, Bewitched, 
Oh, the witch? You know, that nose crinkle thing Mm -hmm. she did. You want to talk about wrinkles? (laughs) (laughs) She made her career off Mm -hmm. of that. But apparently that was something that she could do. I think I remember, like, in researching Bewitched, like, they didn't they didn't know what they wanted her to do for, like, to do the magic, and that mm. was, like, a thing that she could do. Okay. So, like, she, that was written in because that's a skill that she had. Like, okay. not everyone could crinkle their nose. I can't oh, move my nose. I absolutely can. So, but to get back to the episode. Yes. Um, so, Andy stops by, nowhere near. This guy is the worst cop I've ever seen. He can literally, in the middle of the just go over to his girlfriend's house. I mean, I don't know how many of you people have been to San Francisco, but like it's a big city and it has a lot of hills. And if he is in like a different precinct, like wherever his precinct is to just pop over to the Hollywells, like that takes time. It could take him like an hour. Those hills. Yeah. (laughs) But then, okay, so he stops by and he wants to, um, he propositions Prue because um, obviously like the writer's, felt like they created this whole storyline where Prue felt bad about sleeping with him on the first date, which we, which to this day, I'm still very upset about. But um, they now make it clear mm-hmm. that it's been a month since the last episode. Um, and this is why I'm like, time is sobered and charmed. It could have been the next week, but like instead it's been a month. And he's like, I don't want to assume anything, but I thought, um, but uh, wait, I don't want to assume anything, but I should I, wait. I wrote this down really well. Oh, oh, right. He says like, uh, like I don't want to be assuming something I shouldn't be assuming. Yes, right. yes. And that's that's why he got two different adjoining rooms. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it's been over a month since we decided to take it slow. So they haven't had sex since that month, and he just wanted to be alone together. So for her birthday, he's gotten them. Uh, a hotel room away. And this is, this happens a lot. Like Andy will spend money on Prue and she'll be like deciding whether or not she wants to hang out with him. And then mm. they never do because magic happens. <laughs> right. So I just feel bad for him because this is yet another time that he's spending money on her. I mean, like if this happened to me, I would not pay until we got there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, she she might she might cancel. It's a very real possibility. That, I mean, she goes back and forth mm-hmm. like that. I yeah, I hope he didn't put any money down because <laughs> she is running him through the ringer. Yes. Uh, yeah, but so her birthday's coming up. She um, apparently he's like, it's been about a month, so like maybe now we can you know go away together and. If you choose to open that adjoining door <laughs> between our rooms, we'll, we'll bang again. I just feel like, mm. I feel like, the, I mean, at this point, the show is just like so disrespectful to a woman's own agency as to whether or not she wants to sleep with someone. And like, even after he leaves, Prue's like, hmm, lucky me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is so rude. Like, I mean, maybe she is happy that he's taking her away, but like, I don't think he has to plan a trip with, like, sex on the table. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. All she has to do is go next door. Wait, what do you mean? Isn't that where he still lives? Doesn't he still live next door to her? I don't think so. No. Oh, we we never really know at this point. Yeah, we... No, but you're right, um, Nick. We we actually don't know where yes. Andy lives. Mm. He lives in an apartment somewhere. All right. But he pops up all the time anyway. All the time. It's just, I mean, it's wild. Um, 
<laughs> no, I just, I mean, I mean, I like a guy that like likes to communicate, but Andy has stalker tendencies that, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it a little bit later, but like, mm-hmm. um, the stuff he does is positively unsettling. Um, mm-hmm. no matter how long you know a man, like he should not just be popping up unannounced all the time. Like he can call you. He can send you a note. He can buy you some flowers. We don't always need mm-hmm. the like heavy-handed, like show up on the out of the blue. Right, because didn't he also show up at her job that same episode mm-hmm. with the flowers? Yeah, he might be doing a bit much. Yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. okay. Well, right. we'll, we'll just dive into it now. Later on in the episode, Prue. So Prue has to decide whether or not she wants to go on this trip, and mm-hmm. her sisters give her reasons not to go. Uh, oh no! Before because before the they surprise. give her because of the surprise, right. um, and then but she decides that she's gonna go. She goes to tell Andy. She catches him with the ex-wife, and then she gets really upset and storms out. And then Andy sends her flowers, which is fine. She gets back to her office. There are flowers. I don't know if it's the next day or whatever, but she, <laughs> she walks towards the flowers, and then she closes the door. And who's behind the door but Andy Trudeau? <laughs> In her office for God knows how long, just waiting for her to walk in so he can talk to her. Like, this is not normal. <laughs> like, I would scream. Like, Right. But, I mean, you know, sneaking up on the most powerful of all the Hollywood sisters. Yeah, she could have won. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have just been right there. The room and, you know, had been in an unfortunate situation. Right, he has no idea how much danger his life is actually in. You know, had that been an, another season and had it been Piper, he might have got blown up by mistake. She could have <laughs> it. So, I mean, you know, it doesn't matter because Andy eventually dies, but yeah, so yeah. it's true. But, yeah. uh, I mean, but that, I feel like those are both like problems that happen. Like, I don't, I don't. I don't know why you would write a character as in love with Prue on the first episode um, of a series just to do away with him. I feel like that kind of happened because they needed to finish with a bang for the first season or maybe a different contract. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think, I think that like when someone dies on a TV show, it's not always because they knew at the start of the TV show or the start of that season that like they were going to kill him. They were like, oh, well, maybe he might die. And then they're like, oh, yeah, let's kill him. You know I what I mean? I think that Prue's character is written specifically to be the string of yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. That's her arc, mm-hmm. not romance. So I think that Andy, her, even like, because they would have eventually got married and maybe had children. That wasn't what Prue's character was supposed to do. Just like it wasn't what Paige's character was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Some people are supposed to be like the backbone. And I think mm-hmm. that that's what Prue was like. She was supposed to be the protector. So had they given her that love story, like and had it been like an overarching theme throughout the series, had she still continued on, it would have kind of messed up the dynamic. Which is kind of rude because <laughs> it's why women have her cake and eat it too. Like, yeah. why can't she be strong, powerful, smart, have a good job, mm-hmm. have a good relationship with her family mm-hmm. and get a man to yeah. love her? Yeah, that's, that's kind of a, a classic sexist thing. 
Because in 2000, in 1999, 1998, and in 2000, people were not, women were not doing that. So that's why, primarily. I agree with you, but that's why. Like, yeah. But this is like, this is what happens when you look at it now. You're like, oh my God, I love this show. I love everything that's going on. I mean, like, I am obsessed with this show, but I'm watching it. I'm just like, well, but like, this isn't necessary. Like, let's just get back to the magic. Like, I don't care that like, you know, that, or like, I want her to fall in love with him. The sexual tension between them is fabulous oh yes he walks in and he looks at her and shannon doherty this is this is a skill she has she knows how to give you a come hither look but you can't have it yet like it's just so amazing like oh she it's good on beverly hills 90210 but the writers said that no matter how late she was and no matter how like plastered she was she was the only actress and only talent that never asked for a line. Oh, really? Wow. The, like the so crew, she always knew her lines. The and cast she gave hated it, her, right? yeah. but the crew loved her. That's amazing. She really has... Um, I, I have to argue that Shannon Doherty's voice is one of the most... It's just... It's silky. It's luscious. has mm-hmm. a little gravel into it. And she does yeah. thing that I... I've been... I mean, I, I tried to use it once in a video that I did. Um, <laughs> She just has this kind of whisper, and she doesn't really say her lines in a loud way, but it's always warm, and she's thinking, and it's it's just tender, and it forces you to listen, but she sounds yeah. really cool. and that to me is Shannon Doherty. Like, like, hands down, she just is so fun to watch, but it's mm-hmm. also because her voice lulls you in. She's very good. Mm-hmm. She does. Mm-hmm. It's so it's so specific, yeah, and inviting, intoxicating. It's really good. I I am such a sucker for great speaking voices that are so unique, and she's got a good one. Yeah, I mean, I I want to steal it, but I can't, and I <clears throat> mine, and it is what it is. Um, but she's she's fabulous. I mean, she really is. Yeah. So, but um, to get to the what <laughs> the main storyline of the episode. <laughs> Because it's not, I mean, it kind of is about Drew's character, but it's also about um, Harold and Kumar. Who knew? So, <laughs> uh, what's his name? His name is something Ho. He's Korean. Well, okay. So, I don't know if this was kind of racist or what, because mm-hmm. they, so the storyline with this young man with the ghost is. Mm-hmm. That he was at the wrong place at the wrong time, but also that it was premeditated because he looked a lot like the killer. Yeah, he was actually at the, uh, the right time for the killer to kill him. It was a setup. Yeah. They did not look alike <laughs> at all. No, like, no, not not at all. But when she looked at that TV screen and said, yeah, but you guys also kind of look alike, I said, Prue, no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was shocked that, like, if this one is clearly another Asian, you know, kind of persuasion, mm-hmm. and then the other one is something else. Mm-hmm. Like they did not mm-hmm. look alike at all, and I just thought this is really mm-hmm. insane. <laughs> but back then, I said, "Right, crew, they do look alike." It. <laughs> but now I'm like, no, this is not people. This is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he gets killed. 
supposedly because there's a resemblance. What is the resemblance? So I did a little research. Yes. And so John Cho um, is Korean. Okay. And um, early in his career, he was just doing like a lot of different Asian roles. But in more recent stuff, he actually is Korean. So he plays Korean now more. Mm. Um, but when he first got started, he was doing like a lot of like he's the Asian best friend sort of situation. Right. Um, the guy that kills him, mm-hmm. his name is Joe Ho. And I believe that Joe Ho is actually Chinese. So Ho and Cho. Um, yeah, Cho, Cho is a very common Korean name. Okay. Uh, I have a friend named mm-hmm. Cho. Um, okay. That doesn't make it common. That was a little racist. But we're this is delicate territory, guys, so we're doing the best that we can. Um, but I believe... <laughs> that he is actually Chinese, Joe Ho. Um, okay. And then the mom in this uh, in this show, who I love, um, her name is Elizabeth Sung. She's okay. gorgeous. She um, is, isn't she? And she uh, she was in uh, Toilet Club, which is one of the best movies ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she plays Second Wife. And um, it's a juicy little narrative where uh, Second Wife is the... Um, so... I guess it's in this like sort of like polygamous situation in uh, in China, um, and so second wife became the most powerful wife in this rich man's household mm-hmm. um, by like like pretending that she's going to commit suicide because whenever he makes her depressed, mm-hmm. and he's very superstitious. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, but the problem is, so she gets all the power in the household, mm-hmm. but she can't um, she can't bear any children, mm-hmm. so. In order to do that, she mm. will find him other women to sleep with, and then he finds a, a she she finds a beautiful young woman who obviously can give birth to children. Um, she has one of her own, and then she arranges for him to like rape her, which is really dark and crazy. Mm. Um, and then because she's like just she was a widow, and so she wasn't supposed to remarry. But second wife puts out this rumor that she like seduces the guy. So then the, the 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 young woman is then forced to marry him, um, and then she like has this terrible time in the house. But there's this amazing scene where second wife meets the daughter, and she's like she's like, well, welcome to the house. You know, it's so great. And she's just playing she's playing this evil bitch, and she's like. She's like, here, I want to give you these pearls. She takes pearls, like a big ring of pearls off her neck, gives it to the little girl. And then the mom is trying to respectfully say, girl, don't you dare take those pearls. But she's like, no, 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 no. This is too expensive. Like, don't give it to my daughter. And second wife stands there and she's like, no, but you don't want to accept big mother, do you? And she just stands there as the mom is powerless. And the girl is like, so taken in by the pearls. Mm. Um, And so she, um, She's so taken in by the pearls that she, like, ends up keeping them. Mm. Um, and uh, basically, like, it's just this huge bitch moment, but Elizabeth Sung plays it effortlessly. Mm. She's like that. She's a sassy ingenue. But then mm. <laughs> now, she's just a, now she's just a Chinese mom who, like, owns a restaurant. <laughs> like, it's just, like, it's, it's so frustrating that, like, in Hollywood, <laughs> like, you can go from playing, like, the, the, the rich man's wife yeah, well, yeah, that's not actually the really good role. She could be a businesswoman, okay? Um, you go from playing like this ingenue, and now mm-hmm. she's just like, you know, Chinese restaurant owner with son who's like very superstitious. Like, mm-hmm. Well, I thought that she um, represented kind of like this idea of traditional wisdom and 
um, I think it translated mm-hmm. well throughout the episode how important she was to the son, who was the ghost. Oh, that's um, nice, yeah. Yeah, so I I liked that direction of it all, but I also kind of felt bad for her because, I mean, geez, that was her only son, and then her husband was uh, is dead. So already, yeah. now she's just kind of, you know, alone. But one thing that I like about Charmed is they especially with their female characters, they give them a lot of strength. They may not give them healthy love situations, but they put them in positions where they can really rise to the occasion. Um, yeah. You know, James, I love how you were able to like just turn that around because I do think I do think that at the heart of Charms, because it's such a female centric show, there are really moments where like women are given this uh opportunity to be really strong and 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 um um and i think that's part of why i love the show because there was it was it was women being powerful and like that's one of my favorite things to watch to experience you know just to or just to be in awe of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely this is the kind of show it, it was unique and ahead of its time even back then because there was no male savior these women saved themselves, and they saved quite a deal of uh, male counterparts. So that alone makes it kind of important. Oh yeah, I totally agree. No, yeah. So James, I, I do, I do think that like they, the the women in the show, like you're saying, are just they're they have this they have this power to like help guys see the error of their ways, like. There's no better moment than when their dad comes to try and, like, mansplain them their powers and, like, take them away because he doesn't think that they can, like, have them. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then after they vanquish the three demons, not just one, um, he's like, oh, well, I thought I needed to come here and, like, take your powers away, but I guess y'all are fine by yourselves. And I was just like, yeah, they are. Right. Thank Ooh. you for validating us. <laughs> but you know, even the dynamic between, you know, the relationship with their father, I felt like was just incredibly unfair on so many levels. Unfair to him, unfair to them. He knew that they were in good hands. I feel like he was in a very complicated and, you know, a, a bad situation because. On one hand, he loved his daughters and he wanted to be there for them. But if you have someone saying, you know, you're not allowed to be around them. And if you come near them, I'll vanquish you or (laughs) that you never existed. What then are you supposed to do? And then to create the narrative that, well, your dad wasn't around because he didn't want to be, you know, kind of messes up what they could have had. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. believe that Prue is the way she is because of her father, and mm-hmm. he is the way she is because of her father, and Piper picks the wrong man because she didn't know what a good man and a right man was. You know what I mean? Like, and she right. yeah. dealt with Leo a lot because he wasn't a, she was able to like handle him not being around because her dad wasn't around. Oh my god, that's so deep. So, <laughs> you know, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the writers are smart. They know what they're doing. You know, Prue was the oldest. She remembered the most. You know, she had a lot of her grandmother's attitude towards men. So it was like, if you want me to go to this hotel, I'm not sure if I'm actually going to go. Really, I'm not going to do what I don't want to do. So I really don't mm-hmm. trust you. Mm-hmm. And then Phoebe doesn't know any better because she was an infant. So, I mean, you know, she will date blind and fall in love with any and everyone because she doesn't really know what it's like to have a man love you in the right way. And I think mm-hmm. This is good writing, though, <laughs> to create this path that's, like, unattainable mm-hmm. and therefore all the relationships in their lives are unattainable. Mm-hmm. And that's that's, like, such a good modern representation of, like... Like, it's deeper. I want to give the show credit on that because they have kind of a messy family situation and it affects their adult lives. So I just, I really value and appreciate (laughs) seeing that approached in a show like this. Well, I also like that it was a non-traditional family. Like, the kids, so, like, all three, like, the the Hallowell sisters are raised by their grandmother and their mom has passed Mm -hmm. away and their dad is, like, supposedly, you know, deadbeat and run off. Like, that's mm-hmm. not a traditional, you know, hunky-dory, you know, mom-dad in the picket fence sort of situation. So, yeah. you know, as actually as a kid whose parents did not always live together, they were in love, they were married, but they didn't always live together. They were, like, long distance. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think I did gravitate towards the show because they had, like, a non-traditional family structure. and But they were cool and powerful. And I believed that I could be cool and powerful if they could be, too. Literally, literally, that's exactly what happened to me. I was raised by my grandmother. My mother passed away when I was younger. My dad has never really been in my life. And I am cool and powerful. So I didn't thank you for that round of applause. Um, and I liked Prue's character because, well, Channing Dorothy, but also because she reminded me a lot of how I am, mm-hmm. um, just in general, because I'm very untrusting, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that that has a lot to do with just being careful throughout my life and having to feel like I, you know, have to watch people or look at them a certain kind of way before I let that defense kind of down, Mm -hmm. which I think can be healthy, Mm -hmm. but at times can be unhealthy as well because Mm -hmm. it becomes a little more complicated to, you know, be in a relationship. And Mm -hmm. I think with Prue's character, um, especially you have to be patient and the way he is because that's how he had to approach her all of her other love interests as well there was uh, the guy whose name i can't remember but he joins the um art firm uh, oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. after they vanquish he's actually two. like a big actor um, right. but he also it ends up being he ends up dating Prue like on her terms. Like no man dates Prue and gets all of Prue. So it's like, hey, I'm really into you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, okay, well, you know, we can date, but we won't have sex. And uh, we, I'll, I'm going to cancel a bunch of dates on you. And then if you stick around, we'll be able to. Maybe it'll work out. Like it's like it's like it's very much on her terms and always at an arm's length. Right, but she had an incredible yeah. amount of patience. Incredible. So 
in order to date mm-hmm. through, you have to have patience mm-hmm. because a complicated mm-hmm. and extremely guarded person. Mm-hmm. But now her other sis her sisters are completely different. Mm-hmm. Phoebe, if you tell her you love her, the panties is coming off. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and Phoebe, I, a Piper will say, oh, okay, you have all these issues and red flags, but I might still be able to, like, I don't know. Like, I, you still haven't proven to me that you're a completely terrible person. Oh my God, Piper love at the drop of a hat and Mm -hmm. this episode is so much about that because like literally this guy is dead can't even touch her her. (laughs) she spends less than 24 hours with him and falls in love he pulled out that cookbook that was it like it's just the cookbook remember okay so just just to get back to the episode right (laughs) um a guy gets killed. He becomes a ghost. No one can see him. Phoebe's a um, is doing this "I Dream of Jeannie" moment where she's pretending to be a psychic, which she is. Um, but right, she she looks like a a, a bellhop. Yeah, she, like she looks like she takes suitcases. Yeah, she looks like a bellhop genie. She's working at this hotel. Piper goes to the hotel because she she figures out like that Phoebe's new job is, like, semi-magical, and she knows that she shouldn't be using her magical powers for personal gain. Turns out that Phoebe is fibbing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they get to the they get to the hotel. The ghost comes. They see, they, they see the ghost. He follows Piper home and then convinces Piper that she needs to help him get buried um, so that he won't be uh, sucked up by this evil demon or god or I don't know what he is. His name is Yama. Um... And anyway, so, but then, like, Piper then, like, starts to protect him from the demon and then also try to figure out what happened to his body. In this process, in less than 24 mm-hmm. hours, um, she goes to the man's house to talk to the mom to try and tell him that she's dead. But then she figures out that, like, something's wrong because um, the police didn't properly identify the body, which is very strange. Um, and then um, he takes her... Like, she then freezes the demon that tries to absorb him. Um, they also find out that, like, um, this other guy is pretending to be him. So, I'm sorry, and to be specific, the other guy used the... What is his name in the show? Is his name Harold? I can't remember the guy's name. So, the ghosts... Uh, the This guy... Oh God, I don't remember their names. Um... So the, the body is being used by this um, evil Chinese gangster um, to fake his own death. Right. Um, so then they go to, like, Wu Imports or whatever the imports are. They get him to take a photo of himself with the newspaper that he's dead, and they send that to the police. This is also Piper doing it on her own. And then the guy is so grateful to Piper for, um, uh, for what she's done. He takes her back to his house, which um, I guess no one really knows that he's dead, but how does she get in without a key? That's also really weird. Um, because anyway, but they, they go back to the house um, and then he's like showing her around his apartment. And the night before they stayed up all night talking about food. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he brings out like the, um, he brings out the little, the little bit of a character background story that he's a, uh, he, or he was a, a scientist he was a molecular scientist mm-hmm. um, that worked at Stanford. So basically, right. he's smart and he got a job. So then her, yeah. she's like, "Woo! Let's talk about food all 
right? And then he gives them recipes mm-hmm. because they've been passed down to yeah. their family. Also very strange. This guy can read, um, he can read kanji. He's able to read this random kanji that, uh, that Phoebe's able to write down, which is this guy's first name and last name. And yet his dad had to translate the recipes from kanji to English mm. so that like he could use them in the States. I don't understand why the dad would need to translate the recipes if his son can read kanji, which means that the dad probably should have been able to read kanji because people speak English in the States. So you would only teach your child if you also spoke it yourself. Anyway, that's what I think. But um, uh, anyway, so he gives her the recipes and she's like so moved, you know, because he's basically being like, I can't marry you, but here's my family's history. Mm. And like, I'm in love. I'm in mm. love. I don't know why. I met this man 24 hours ago. Mm-hmm. You know, he can't even touch me mm-hmm. because he's dead. <laughs> and I, <laughs> that's, that's, that's where we are now. <laughs> I don't know, y'all. I feel like it's true love. Because if you can fall in love with a dead man in 24 hours, ooh, that's got to mean something. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I prefer the corpse to Leo. <laughs> wow. Oh my god, we're getting we're getting real here, guys. Like <laughs> Leo was so irritating and self-righteous. Mm-hmm. One of That's my other, second other like my second favorite episode is when they go into the future to save Phoebe for killing a murderer mm-hmm. who murdered her friend. And mm-hmm. um Leo knows that they're going, getting ready to go through it, like, and he doesn't say anything. And you're was, annoyed that he lets him go to the future to then watch people. That's die just one of my issues because because right. you had to learn that on your own. So I'm just not going to say anything. Right, the nerd. <laughs> what do you mean? I need to learn this on my own? Are you crazy? <laughs> like, don't, don't do that. Like, where I come from, loyalty is everything. And and even with the personal gain thing, like powers are muscles, I would imagine. And you need to be able to exercise them. I mean, doing things, moving things, whatever, just on a day to day flexes the muscle. Mm-hmm. These demons are coming after you. Like, oh, the pa- so you're saying that the power for personal gain thing is a problem because if they can only use it when they're trying to help people, they won't be able to practice their powers enough to become strong enough to actually stop our demons. Absolutely. And then also, so you are our elders. You keep sending me these people you want me to save. I'm not going to like do it on your terms either. The elders I felt like should have died a long time ago and then one of them was crooked anyway. <laughs> like so when they go to the future mm-hmm. and then I'll let it go because I know I'm skipping ahead. But when they go to the future we find out they're all still single. So yeah. even then Yeah that's a poor writing crew has blonde it's hair a- but you still don't have a man. Yeah I mean they it's like they're cursed in it. Yeah. Piper couldn't make it work with Leo. They hate each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? But God bless uh, Piper for trying, because, I mean, she's trying to love, so that's why she's, like, with the ghost. Yeah. And, like, I, I, it, it ties into, like, their bond. So, like, yes, they're falling in love, but she is being so helpful. And, like, that's what's so great about, and something I love about this episode, we see them, I think for the first time, be like really dive in to how much they want to help people which is huge yeah like she like piper goes way out of her way she like repeats chinese 
or, or Mandarin to his mom to try to help solve the case. We get that really sweet scene later on with Phoebe and Prue because Phoebe goes out of her way to help that guy who like will not believe her, thinks she's a crazy stalker. Which if that happened now, he so Phoebe would have been in jail. Yeah. I was I when I so what happens is that Phoebe gets a premonition, she tries to warn this man that he's about to die. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't believe her until basically she ends up saving his life. I actually have a different opinion. I say that she would have become super famous for having that premonition because there's no way that stuff would have gone unnoticed. She's working at a major hotel. She's a uh-huh. she's a psychic. And then she saves a guy's life from a premonition that she has. How is that not in paper? Oh, right. Yeah. In this day and age, that would have been a huge viral moment. Um, So it's just, it's a little, it's a little weird, but, um, but you're right. This episode shows that like, they just genuinely have this urge to help people. um, And it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Um, But then, um, and then, I mean, and it, and it does it does happen. They do end up finding uh, the evil guy who's, <laughs> I don't know why, I don't know any of these characters. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, Joho, well, no, Joho was playing the character. Okay. His name was Tony Wong. Okay. So they do end up finding Tony Wong. They take the photo. They alert the police. Then Tony Wong mm-hmm. uh, kidnaps Piper. Um, and then right. uh, Mark Chow, um, who's the ghost, like, Brings brings them to the lair, which is literally this guy's imports uh, station. Um, oh, I guess it was Wong Imports because his last name's Wong. Anyway, um, not Wu. Sorry, everyone. Um, but I found I found this really funny. So he kidnaps Piper because he knows that Piper knows that he's alive. He goes to her house, literally is able to take her without the sisters like running into the room to save her. Mm-hmm. But then he takes her back to the place that she found him. Like, why wouldn't you just change locations? I mean, it just, it feels, I feel like that was pretty, that was, that was pretty weird. Anyway, um, but then what's really cute is that they're able to vanquish, um, well, I guess they don't really vanquish the demon, they vanquish the killer, mm-hmm. which is just as good. They just, right. the one ghost send Tony Wong to the guy. Well, yeah, but what, well, he pushes him in for the sword. Yeah, yeah. So the, yeah. the ghost, uh, Mark, Mark Chow, who's the mm-hmm. ghost that, uh, that Piper falls in love with. Once, uh, once Tony Wong is chasing, uh, well, he tries to just run away. Um, once they come back, come to save Piper, he mm-hmm. runs outside, but the police have already come right. the tip, so they're standing outside. Mm-hmm. And then he tries to like, the dumbest thing ever. He tries to shoot like a whole bunch of police, so they immediately kill him. And so once he's a ghost, Mark touches him <laughs> right. and throws him onto the spear mm-hmm. of Yama, which then I guess uh-huh. makes him eat or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then he gets taken away. Right. And Yama doesn't take. Right. Then him. they do the funeral, and he goes with his father, who appeared. I wish the and I thought that that was beautiful. I guess. But I would have liked for him to have given his mother some kind of like some kind of ending, mm-hmm. even if he spoke to Piper. And the mother would have believed it because mm-hmm. I mean she had that talisman that Right. Yeah, the mother already believes in all this mystical stuff. So I feel like it would have been nice to have a little bit more closure like coming from Piper yes. for her. Like that would have been really sweet. Yes. yes. 
Um, it's, it, yeah, it's really strange because, I mean, I love Miss Song, as I said before, and she never gets her, like, little close-up moment where she finds out that her, you know, her son is like, thank you, Mom, I really loved you, it was really great. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that would have been lovely, but also what would have been lovely is if, um, this is a little funny side note, um, if they... Like, how do you explain that? These three women show up that have never, you've never really been known to connect to your, your son. They show mm-hmm. up at the funeral. No one knows them. And they don't even get a seat. Like, they have to stand on the side. <laughs> like, that's just sketchy. I would think that they killed him. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like it was very strange. Um, yeah. But so, Carl, I mean, I, I think her name is Carla Song. Um, she should have got her moment. He goes away. With his dad. Oh, Elizabeth's son. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm really bad with the names today. Um, um, and then, oh, what's super cute is at the end, um, what does she say? Um, so she's, Piper's crying. Phoebe hugs her. Oh. And she says, mm-hmm. um, she's like, she's like, uh, trust me to fall for a dead guy. And Phoebe's like, <sighs> it's an improvement. At least he's not a, a bad guy. Or like a demon. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> yeah, look look on the bright side. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at that screen and I wish I could have uh, magically appeared myself to turn to Phoebe and say, you just don't know what you're getting ready to get. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up, girl. Buckle up. You date one of the biggest and baddest to oh ever do. That so, is so true. It's like, okay, sis. That's so funny. And then... Mm-hmm. Um, What's you, really your powers to see in the future couldn't you couldn't see what road you were heading down? Like I don't understand. I mean, I feel like they that like there's so many like awkward things that happen in charm. Like there's like that could be foreshadowing, but it also is just like maybe like a bad writing moment. Like they mm-hmm. wanted to throw a joke in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, because like mm-hmm. just after that, they like literally come back home from the funeral and it's Pooh's surprise party. Um, a funeral and then a mm-hmm. party, and, and I thought that was crazy. Yeah, and, and it's like it pops up, Andy. Yeah, I mean, but like they're they're kind of like they're clearly back together at this point. Um, but like it's just so awkward. Like, how do you how do you just kill? Like, I mean, it's not like he just died, but he really did just die. He went away to heaven. Piper is heartbroken, mm-hmm. and now she has to go to a surprise party, and she's like super chipper. <laughs> Yeah, that's quite a, an emotional shift that they have to have. <laughs> but if anybody can do it, it's her because she's the best actor. Wait, wait oh, Shannon or, or Piper? You mean oh, here? well, oh, I meant Prue that like if she can go from like, I have to be horribly sad to then being a happy at my party. That's <laughs> oh, I give it. To, yeah. Shannon Doherty, hands down, can can like someone could like you know, mutilate themselves in front of her in one scene, and then the next day, scene she can be, like, a sultry goddess. It's, it's mm. very pop- possible. This is true. <laughs> um, God. Well, damn, that was the episode. Um, oh, my God. So, Jane, uh, thank you. I mean, I don't, know, yes. I don't know how we got here. I just feel <laughs> like... I feel like I see Charm now in such a deeper level. Oh, my God. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. It's everything. Yeah. No, um, mm-hmm. So what, like, what do you have cooking um, in your pipeline? Like how, how can, how can people find you? Um, what, what do you want them to consume that you do? And um, you, 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 you go ahead. Okay. Um, so I just inked a book deal, book contract. (laughs) And I'm working on my very first, uh, coffee table book, which will be out in September, according to my publisher. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, under James R. Sanders, all one word. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I'll probably be teaming back up with Natalie Hall, mm-hmm. who's the actress from the new Charmed reboot. Oh, my God. Um, mm-hmm. shoots, just because we're friends, and so we like to do those kinds of things. I'm getting shivers, shivers. And, that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So I'm super excited for the cool. future. And thank you, guys. Congrats on the book. Thank you. I'm excited about it. I'm. I want twelve copies. Oh. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to it. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So, what What is the book about? So mm. the book is about fashion. Okay. Um, and it is uh, original photos, all styled, concepted, mm. and creative directed by me. Yeah. Um, and then a collection of essays as well, just because. You know, I got my four four way four way into the industry <laughs> um, writing. I have mm-hmm. a master's in English, oh, so okay. I do quite a bit of writing as well. Um, so I'm super excited. Oh my god! Um, cool. So we are in the presence of just genius right now. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. And like through this power of three, you've honestly like set us free. Yeah. OMG. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to sign off. And um, yeah, um, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, wow. I, I feel like I learned so much just now. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I was schooled or I went to, I went to charmed school. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh I like that. Where do I enroll? Uh, yeah. I mean, we learned a lot. I mean, it, it made me more excited to watch the new Charmed, but but not yet. Let's focus yeah. On I mean, I was now. definitely <laughs> sold on the new Charmed just because, um, you know, he's he's watched it. He knows someone. I know someone. Basically, we're mm-hmm. like besties with the new Charmed. I mean, this might be a new <laughs> podcast idea. Who knows? Um, but um, but I'm not convinced yet because the OG. You know, like these. There's no Shannon. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, this the the original is so is such a cultural touchstone. I feel like yeah. it's so important to who I am. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm happy continuing on this one for now. Exactly, and I mean, we haven't even gotten to season three where Shannon Doherty has super long hair and just looks gorgeous. Uh, so like, I I need to get there. So anyway, we're gonna stick with the OG charm for now, guys. If we mm-hmm. dabble into CW. You know, we'll we'll give you a little mention, but uh, for mm-hmm. now, I mean, we're going to stick with it. I mean, we had a fantastic first guest. I mean, he's a published yes. author, like or oh soon to be. Um, we're in awe. He's coming back, so don't worry. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, but that was that was it. That was that was our episode four first guest. I mean, 
home run, home run. I think so. I think we learned almost as much as the uh, as the charmed ones did about you know using their powers for good and helping out the dead. Oh yeah. And I mean, I didn't fall in, I mean, I guess I kind of fell in love at the drop of a hat with James, but you know, mm. maybe it's because we're charmed. I think so. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Well, um, until next week, guys, we'll, um, we'll see you then. See you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>